Greetings, um, good morning if it is still morning where you're watching from and good afternoon if it is afternoon, good evening if you are watching in the night time. I want to welcome you and to say to you that I am here to teach um, the Word of God. So let me appreciate you for taking the moment um, to listen, to watch, um, to listen uh, to what God has to say to us. Uh, praise the Lord. And um, before I say anything further, let me just open with a word of prayer. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, I thank you and I, I worship you because of this moment. I glorify you, oh, my creator, my maker, my God. You are indeed worthy of praise. You are worthy of honor. This afternoon, this morning, this evening, as I teach this word, my God of life, as I teach this word that can transform, as I teach this word that can empower, I ask that God, may you deploy angels around your people in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. I pray that the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, may you teach us the word. Give us revelations and show us what it is that you want us to do with the message for today. Father, thank you for we are ready to listen, we are ready to hear, and we are ready to obey the word. We are ready to take every instruction and implement it. Father, I come against any obstacle, any obstruction, anything that can get in the way of your sons and the daughters from hearing the word. I pray that God, may you remove such obstacles in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Give us a spirit of concentration now until the end of this teaching. In Jesus' mighty name I pray. Amen. Praise God. Now, uh, thank you for that. And um, today I want to teach on a subject with the title toughen up praise the lord toughen up now let's look at a couple of things right uh, before we dive into the scriptures and what i want you and i to first understand is when you are saying toughen up it means you are saying become stronger all right so if you are saying to an individual, if you are saying to a group, if you are saying to an organization, if you are saying to a couple that toughen up, it means you are saying to them become stronger as well as more resilient. So what you are saying is you are saying to them, you are saying to him, you are saying to her that there needs to be more resilience. There needs to be more resistance against certain forces, against certain powers, against certain things. Hallelujah. Now, Christians are among the softest people on planet Earth and the world has taken notice of this. Bullies don't get Target, uh, don't target anyone who puts on a strong appearance. Rather, they target the weak. Praise the Lord. Let me repeat again what I've just read there. Christians are among the softest people on planet Earth, and the world has taken notice of this. Bullies don't target anyone who puts on a strong appearance. Bullies don't target anyone who has a strong character. Bullies don't target anyone with a strong personality. Rather, they go after anyone who shows signs of weakness. Anyone who shows signs of inferior complex. Anyone who shows signs of negativity. Anyone who shows signs of not being sure, not being certain of what they are doing, bullies are going to attack. 
And by bullies here, you can refer to it as poverty. It will attack anyone that's not sure in how to go about working hard or making money. Sickness will target anyone that's going about without understanding uh, uh, healing, without understanding faith, without understanding who they are. Now, don't get me wrong. Even those with faith will get attacked with sickness. But the difference will be that when you have faith and you are attacked by a sickness, the way that you are going to be speaking, the confessions that will be coming out of your mouth, your attitude will still be positive even though you have been attacked by a sickness. Whereas when you take the same condition and you place it on someone that does not have faith or trust in God, then you will find that the reaction is going to be terrible. Why? Because they don't have a strong character. And I spoke about fighting back some time ago and this teaching was based on the action now when i was saying fight back when i was saying fighting back i was referring to the action part of it and today when i'm talking about toughen up i am looking at the character hallelujah when i say toughen up i am speaking about your character when i say toughen up i am speaking about your personality and in personality, what I want you to, to highlight is, number one, the mental character. Praise God. With personality, we focus on the mental side, the mental aspect of a human being. And, and at the same time with the personality, we look at the moral um, um, character of an individual. And by morals, we are looking at the principles of right or wrong. Hallelujah. So we are looking at the principles of right or wrong that you have as an individual. The principles of right or wrong that you have as a ministry. The principles of right or wrong that you have as a family. The principles of right or wrong that you have as a couple. That's what we are talking about. And, and what we are saying is uh, this is the mental or moral distinctive character of an individual, meaning it is something that will set you apart as a man. It is something that will set you apart as a woman. It is something that will set your ministry apart. It is something that will set your business apart. It is something that will set your company apart. It is something that will set everything about you apart. There will be a distinct, a distinct difference. There will be an indicator that when you look at you, and others, there is a difference. This is what we mean when we say toughen up. When we look into your personality, when we look at your personality, we can highlight the clear differences between you and someone that's not toughened up yet. Hallelujah. Now, this is simply what makes you unique. What makes you stand out? What makes you special is what we are referring to when we say toughen up. Hallelujah. Can you stand difficult times. Can you stand when you are in a mountain, on a mountain? Can you stand when you are walking through a valley? Can you stand when you are walking through fire? Can you stand when you have been left alone? Can you stand when everything is against you? Can you stand when the situation appears to be impossible? Can you stand when you have been told that you are not wanted anymore? Hallelujah. That's what we are saying today, toughen up. Now, let's look at the book of Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8, toughen up. If you're just joining and um, or if you're inviting someone, tell them that the pastor 
He's live and he's teaching on a subject called toughen up. Romans chapter 8, I'm reading verse 35 to 39. And the version that I'm looking at is the New Living Translation version of the Bible. Verse 35, the Bible reads, Can anything ever separate us from Christ's love? Does it mean he no longer loves us if we have trouble or calamity or are persecuted or hungry or destitute or in danger or threatened with death? Hallelujah. Remember, I am saying toughen up. Praise God. Let's start again. Romans chapter 8 verse 30, 35. Can anything ever separate us from Christ's love? Apostle Paul reached a point where he wrote this letter to the Romans. And in his letter, in this specific verse, in this specific chapter, he is asking them a question. He is saying, can anything separate us from the love of Jesus Christ? Hallelujah. I, I suppose he, he reached a point where he looked at the behavior. He looked at the personality. He looked at the character. He looked at the way people were speaking. He looked at the thoughts. He looked at the mindset. And he then had to ask a question that is there anything that can separate us from the love of God, the love of Christ? Hallelujah. There are times where people speak negative words. There are times where people are so oppressed. There are times where individuals are so desperate. There are times where individuals are in pain. There are times where individuals are in problems to a point where they start to doubt the love of Christ. Hallelujah. And Apostle Paul wrote a letter to such similar individuals where he's saying, is there anything that can separate the love of Christ? Is there anything that can take away the love of Christ? And he continues to say, now he's saying, he's asking a question, right? Now, this is to say, if you happen to be an individual, if you happen to be going through situations in your life right now, where you also feel that there is no love of God, if you happen to be in a time now of your life where you are thinking that Christ no longer loves you, if, it, if, if you are in a position, right, in your relationship or your marriage where you are thinking that there is no longer the love of God, if you in your workplace are experiencing hardship to a point where you are wondering if Christ loves you, if your business is not moving and you are asking the question, does Christ love me? If in your academics, people are saying you don't have what it takes, maybe you are being called uh, the last, maybe you are being called not intelligent, maybe you are being called not smart enough, are you asking the question that does Christ love me? In the ministry, maybe people have left you, members have left you as a pastor, as a prophet, as an evangelist, as an apostle, you are left alone and you are asking the question, does Christ really love me? Maybe as a woman, you have been left alone and you are asking, does Christ love me? Maybe as a man, your woman has left you and you're asking the question, does Christ love me? Maybe you have lost a loved one. You know, you have just buried a loved one and you are sitting on your own this moment and you are asking a question, does Christ really love me? Maybe you have been diagnosed with a terminal illness, a terminal health condition. And you are probably sitting and asking a question, does Christ love me? 
Maybe things were working out for you from the beginning of the year, but now that the month of September has started, it seems like everything is at a standstill. Maybe you start, you've started to lose opportunities and you're asking the question, does Christ love me? I have got, an, I have got something to ask you. Praise God. Does it mean he no longer loves us if we are in trouble or calamity? Now, Apostle Paul was asking a people, the Romans, who were experiencing similar situations to what you are going through now. Hallelujah. Listen, I have been advising a lot of people, and what I keep saying is there is nothing new that happens on earth. Hallelujah. I know that today you are sitting and you are saying, no, COVID-19, COVID-19, you are going around, you are saying, no, it is difficult, all oh, the finances, all oh, the economy is tough. But I want to say to you that there has been situations that have been worse than what you are facing now. The only difference is in your time, in my time, this may be one of the biggest challenges we are facing. But that is not to say it is the only or the first time it has happened on earth. Hallelujah. What am I saying? If you're going through problems, while you're going through a challenge, make no mistake, there are others who have gone through the same challenge, who are going through the same challenge, who are going through challenges that may be even worse than yours. Hallelujah. So now, here Apostle Paul is asking a question, all right? He is saying, can trouble or calamity separate you from the love of God? Can persecution separate you from the love of God? Can hunger separate you from the love of Christ? If you are destitute, is that a reason to remove the love of Christ upon your life? If you are in danger, maybe your life is in danger, you are being threatened. Hallelujah. Now we have been speaking or hearing about the Afghanistan and what is happening in that part or that region of the world. And the people's lives are in danger, etc. They are being moved to different uh, parts of the world. And they are saying their life is in danger. And here the word of God is asking a question. Can that separate you from the love of Christ? If you're being threatened with death, people have put a mark on your life to say that uh, you are wanted. Maybe they have put a price over your head, a price on your head to say that we are going to pay X amount of money if you take out this person. Can that separate the love of Christ? Hallelujah. Now verse number 36. As the scriptures say, for your sake we are killed every day. We are being slaughtered like sheep. Verse 37. No. Despite all these things, now Apostle Paul is answering your question. Hallelujah. If you're asking these questions, if you are saying these statements, if you are being oppressed, if you are saying that, Pastor, you don't understand how I feel. Pastor, you don't understand how my family is feeling. Pastor, you don't understand what I am going through. Pastor, you don't understand the hurt in my heart. Pastor, you don't understand the embarrassment. Pastor, you don't understand what it takes for me to be where I am. I have got an answer for you. Hallelujah. Verse number 37 of Romans chapter 8. It reads, No, despite all these things, overwhelming victory is ours through Christ who loved us. So Apostle Paul is focusing on the positive aspect of life. Hallelujah. When I say toughen up, I am saying to you that you have to grow up. When I say toughen up, I am saying to you that you have to stop complaining. When I say toughen up, I am saying stop going around and telling everybody your business. When I say toughen up, I am saying when you walk through your workplace, stop publicizing your salary to everyone. Stop publicizing your unhappiness to all the colleagues. Hallelujah. You must toughen up. Stop sending messages and you know, calling people, telling them about your business and how terrible it is going 
coming. Hallelujah. Toughen up. Stop going around and publicizing the entire community how your children are unruly. Toughen up. Praise God. Stop going around and telling everyone, the whole community, how your husband is mistreating you. Stop going around and telling everyone how your wife is mistreating you. Toughen up how you must focus on the word of God. Hallelujah. Because believe me, when you, when I focus on the negativity, when I focus on the complaints, when I focus on the problem, then I cannot see even the slightest opportunity for change. Are you with me? The moment you put all your energy on complaints, you can't even see a single positive outcome of the situation. Hallelujah. Um, this was 2019 uh, September. Yes, 2019 September, um, before I left South Africa, um, the Lord gave me a message on a title, Find Good in Everything. Hallelujah. And this was a message to say, even when you are in what you are calling the most difficult situation of your life, even when you are in what you are calling the worst time or the worst period of your family, of your marriage, of your relationship, I want to assure you that there is something good in that situation. Even when you are in, in the middle of a storm, there is still something that is good in that situation. The only challenge is that we do not pay attention because we are busy crying, we are busy complaining. This is why I am coming to you today to say, toughen up. Praise God. When one word is spoken about you, you cannot go around the entire town and telling everyone. You have to toughen up. Because you have had one argument, one fight in your marriage, you cannot go around and telling all your siblings, all your family members, all your friends. Everyone at church now knows that you and your husband were fighting. Hallelujah. You have to toughen up. When your boss calls you a name or things were not right at work and, and you know maybe you have been reprimanded, don't go around and publicizing to everybody of your discussion with your boss. You have to toughen up. And you see, the connection, my God, the connection of this message is that I have spoken um, an, a number of messages in the past, one of which I said reading your letter, if you can remember. And reading your letter, I was saying that it is important, it is crucial, it is vital for you to identify where to read a letter in your life. Hallelujah. Now, this letter, I was referring to how you speak about issues. Praise God. Whatever has happened, how do you address it? With whom do you address it? Praise God. We need to reach at a point where we toughen up, where we are mature in our behavior. Hallelujah. Are you with me? Now, toughen up. Listen, I am speaking to all of you, praise God, including myself and other servants of God, anyone that the Lord wants this message to reach to. Social media is not a platform for you to attack people. Social media is not a platform for me to attack people. Praise God. If there is a fight that I have had with whoever, it is not social media that is a platform for me to go and begin to respond. It is not. We have to toughen up. Hallelujah. This is why in, my, in, my, uh, in the starting uh, part of this message, I spoke about personality. I spoke about mental strength. I spoke about character. And I spoke about morals. Praise God. That if you align these correctly, if you focus and you improve them, then you would know better not to go on such platforms and begin to respond. 
you would know better and not to go in public and let out all your laundry, your dirty laundry. There is a saying where we say, do not hang your dirty laundry in public. Meaning everything that is happening in secret in your life, don't go and publicize it. We are not interested to know all those, all those, all those are details. Hallelujah. So you, you, you have to toughen up and if, 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 if you will, identify the right people in your life whom you feel in your spirit and in your heart that you can open up to and rather let out the dirty laundry there. Unlike going in a public platform and doing so, toughen up. As a pastor, if I am unhappy with anything, this is not a platform for me to come and begin to speak about people. It is not. Because when I am here, I am here strictly to teach, to preach, to encourage, to deliver what God has given me. There is no time for me to come here and begin to speak or begin to, you know, uh, publicize or begin to, you know, uh, pick fights with other men of God or other individuals. It is not the platform. The, here, I am purely uh, a man to come and speak what God has given me. So even for me as a pastor, I need to toughen up. Hallelujah. You as a mother need to toughen up. You as a father need to toughen up. In your marriage, as a couple, you need to toughen up. Praise the Lord. As a son, you need to toughen up. As a daughter, you need to toughen up. As a ministry, toughen up. Praise God. You may not be happy with what your pastor said, what your prophet said, how he did things. Instead of going out and acting like a little child, toughen up. Face him head on. Hallelujah. If you are really mature, if you are really someone who is uh, 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 who has got moral principles, hallelujah, who has got positive and good character, go before the servant of God, sit him down and speak to him. Hallelujah. Let him know in a nice way that, listen, servant of God, we respect you, we value you, we appreciate you. But um, out of respect or with all due respect, I feel or we feel that this, this, this needs to change. What do you think? Have a dialogue instead of going around and speaking about your own servant of God. Hallelujah. You are going around and you are speaking about your own husband to people. This is the same man whom you chose. You said, I do. You are going around and you are speaking about your wife. This is the same woman whom you said you are going to love for the rest of your life. You are going around and you are speaking about your children. And these are the same blessings that God gave you. You are going around and you are speaking about your brother or your sister. You are speaking about your nephew, your niece, your cousin. And you are forgetting that these are your own people. So you must toughen up. Hallelujah. If there is a problem, I want to say to you that toughening up means you must learn to address the issue. Praise the Lord. Stop hiding behind issues. Stop hiding. Rather go and face issues. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. You must learn how to toughen up. Now listen to what Apostle Paul is saying in verse number 38. All right, Romans chapter 8, verse number 38. The Bible reads, And I am convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love. So if you are there and probably you are saying that this, what I, I am going through is so difficult, I don't even know if God loves me. I am here to say to you that yes, God loves you. He has never stopped loved you. He will not stop loving you. And he is not about to leave you alone. Remember, he said through his word that I will never leave you nor forsake you. I will be with you until the end. That's God's promise to you. Praise the Lord. So Apostle Paul continues to say, nothing can separate us from God's love. Now listen to what, it, what touches my heart. Neither death nor life. Neither angels nor demons. 
neither our fears for today nor our worries about tomorrow. Not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. I, I want you to pay attention to the book of Romans chapter 8 verse number 38. Okay? This is not what Tadala is just saying to you. This is not just what the pastor is saying to you. Hallelujah. But rather, this is what is written in the word of God in the book of life. So my encouragement to you, my advice to you is uh, go sit down, open the book of Romans chapter 8 and study it yourself. Maybe you may feel that the pastor is exaggerating. Maybe you may feel that the pastor is leaving out some important stuff. So my appeal to you is take time, open the Bible by yourself. And before you really pray, ask God to help you by the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit is a teacher. All right. So my secret to you is or a tip that I would give you is uh, before you read, pray. Even if it's just a moment, just say, Lord, as I'm about to read, help me to understand the word in the name of Jesus Christ. And then get into it because he is saying here that nothing can ever separate you from the love of God. Now, verse number 39, no power in the sky above or in the earth below indeed. Nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus. Here is now the real stuff. My title, remember, is Toughen Up. And in the statement that I gave, I said that Christians are among the softest people on planet earth. And I'll tell you why, right? If you go and you interact with the Christians, right? One moment right after listening to a message, listening to a teaching, listening to a preaching from a servant of God, they are going to be fired up. All right? So while in the service, they are going to be jumping up and down, shouting hallelujah, shouting praise God, shouting this is powerful, praise God, and which is all right. But the same individuals, we are talking about Christians, right? I am saying I am focusing on the Christians because I am a pastor, so I am a Christian. And I am hoping that if you are not, you are then going to reach out so that I can lead you to receive Jesus as your personal savior. Now, the same Christian, the same spirit field, the same man, the same woman who was busy shouting hallelujah, who was busy shouting praise the Lord, the moment the teaching stops, the moment the preaching stops, they begin to send the messages. Oh, I am in trouble. I don't know how I'm going to pay my rent. The same Christian that was busy shouting hallelujah begins to send out messages. I don't know what is going to happen in my relationship. The same Christian that was busy shouting in authority goes out and begins to say, I don't know what is going to happen at work tomorrow, Monday. The same Christian that was fired up is going around and begins to gossip. The same Christian that was fired up is going around and is beginning to send voice notes to people speaking about other individuals. What am I saying? You need to toughen up as a Christian. Hallelujah. The world has identified you as a weakling. The world has identified you as a soft person. This is why Christians are taken advantage of today. You cannot easily go out to people and tell them to give you or to do things to you that don't make sense. They will not do it. But if you look into the body of Christ today, you are finding Christians that are being made to eat grass. You know, the green grass. I have seen it. We have seen it. Christians were made uh, to be sprayed with doom. You know, the, the, the insect uh, killer. 
they sprayed people in their eyes. Why? Because Christians need to toughen up. We are gullible. We are too easy. We are easily convinced. We are easily persuaded. Hallelujah. We don't take the time to analyze and assess, is this really from God? We no longer take the time to ask questions. We no longer take the time to say, Father, is this you? We no longer take the time to say, Lord, guide me. Hallelujah. So whatever happens, we go with the flow. This is the danger, the reason why we are moving from house to house. We are moving from city to city. We are moving from place to place. And we are unsettled. People are looking at us and wondering, when are they going to settle as Christians? And it is difficult. Why? Because we are too soft. So today I am here to deliver a message that is saying, toughen up as a child of God. Praise the Lord. Anything small happens, you are crying. Hallelujah. Now listen, most of us as Christians, you can tell in our prayer that there is an issue. Hallelujah. We cannot even communicate with God normally. That has gone out of the window. We don't know how to converse with God normally. When I say no more, just go before God and pray as a child. Speak to him. Communicate. We don't, we don't know how to do that anymore. Because when we get there, we are too emotional. We get in the presence of God. And when you sit and you look around, you can easily tell that this is coming from a place of something else. This is coming because there's an issue with someone. Hallelujah. That's how we are behaving. We need to toughen up. We must learn how to pick a place. Praise God. The Bible says in the book of Matthew chapter 6, all right? Matthew chapter 6, verse 6, that when it comes to prayer, you need to identify a closet. You need to identify a chamber. You need to identify a place in your home where it is a place of prayer for you alone. Hallelujah. Now, this is a, a serious point I am making right now. Hallelujah. For you to toughen up, for you to develop your mental character, for you to develop a personality that is strong, for you to develop, you know, uh, 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 moral principles, ethics that are strong, you need to find a place of prayer for yourself. Hallelujah. Where you're not dependent on your wife, you are not dependent on your husband. You are not dependent on your boyfriend. You are not dependent on your girlfriend. You are not dependent on the church leader, the church elder. You are not dependent on a church intercessor. You are not dependent on a church pastor, a prophet, a, a teacher, an evangelist. You are not dependent on anyone. But rather, this is a place where when you go into there, it is you and God toughening up. Hallelujah. This is what it means to toughen up, where you can stay, where you can stand and say, Father, I was with my boss earlier today, and my boss is threatening me that I'm going to get fired. And then you begin to pray. Hallelujah. You have just been threatened that you are going to get fired, and then you are going in the presence of God on your own, and you are praying. Hallelujah. You are not getting too emotional. You see, listen, I am talking to you, children of God, all right? It makes it so easy for anyone who is going to come and say a prophecy to you because of your character. From the moment you walk into the church, you're already quiet. Not just quiet, but you, you look miserable. Your facial expression, your appearance looks miserable. Hallelujah. Everyone else is celebrating, dancing, and you're just sitting quiet, you look miserable. Now, it makes it so easy for the pastor or the servant of God um, to call you out and begin to prophesy that things are not right over your life. Hallelujah. Now, don't get me wrong. I am not saying that you should hide or pretend. No. But what I am saying is that you must toughen up. 
There is a place for you to go and shed tears. There is a place for you to go and act like a baby. But there is also a place for you to act mature. There is a place for you to toughen up and show a level of maturity that is above children. Toughening up. Hallelujah. In your family, you must toughen up. People must now know that you are reliable. They can rely on you. Toughen up. The time of just shedding tears, crying and complaining unnecessarily have to come to an end. You have to toughen up. I have to toughen up. It is high time. Hallelujah. It is high time that we have to toughen up. And, and listen, we cannot toughen up if we have not changed our mentality, our mindset. It is not possible. It all has to start in the way that we are thinking. It has to start in the way that we are perceiving things. Remember, I spoke, oh my God, I spoke about a message on the thoughts and the perceptions a while ago. And I am saying this, I am quoting these messages because God is giving them for a purpose. And my advice would be, whenever you have time, go look at them. And what you do is don't focus on me, focus on what God is saying. All right? Pay attention on the scriptures that I am leading you to read. Open those scriptures. Read them for yourself and see what God is doing because he has been communicating the whole year. Imagine from the beginning of the year, now we are in the month of September and yet we are still not tough enough. So when are we going to get tough? Imagine so many teachings, so many preachings, so many books I'm sure that you are busy reading, so many sermons that you are busy watching and listening from different men and women of God and yet you are still soft. Remember, I said that uh, a bully, there are bullies in the, in the world. There are spiritual bullies and there are physical bullies. There are bullies in the workplace. They are bullies in the place of business. They are bullies in your place of study. They are bullies in your family. There are bullies in your neighborhood. There are bullies all around us, different bullies. Now, bullies, I'm not referring to individuals only. These bullies can also refer to situations. These bullies can also refer to circumstances. Now, there are bullies all around us. And if we are going to give in, then they are going to play with us. Hallelujah. We have to toughen up to a level where when these bullies look, before they even approach us, just by looking at us, they should stop and say, we cannot try him. We cannot try Hawaii. You have developed a strong character. You have developed a strong personality. Hallelujah. People know you now as a woman who is stable. People know you as a man who is stable. People know you as a couple that is reliable. People know you as someone who can keep secrets. Someone who is able to assist and help. Praise God. Do not be a publisher. Are you with me? Do not be what? A publisher. It is not for you to take every news that you have heard and going around and telling everyone. Toughen up. Hallelujah. Wow. Paul, Paul, Paul. Read Romans and um, I want us to look at Exodus. All right. Now here we have looked at um, Apostle Paul and his letter to the Romans. All right. And let's, let's put it this way. Let me give you an assignment. All right. Let me give you an assignment. Whether today, whenever you have time, it's all dependent on you. You know how serious and how you how much you want to this. But my advice is take time. Go and look at the book of Romans chapter 8. Read it, study it, meditate it from verse number 1, Romans chapter 8. And then the second one I'm giving you, we won't go through it now. I just want to give this as um, um, a task for you. Exodus chapter 1. 
If you can write it down, it's to your benefit. Exodus chapter 1, verses 6 to 12. You're going to be reading about Moses. Exodus chapter 1, verse 6 and 12, and then verses 15 to 17. Verses 15 to 17. And then lastly, verse number 22 of the same Exodus chapter 1. All right? And then when you do that, jump to Exodus chapter 4, and then look at verse 10 to 16. Exodus chapter 4, verse 10 to 16. Now, let me just narrate this to you, all right? This was the, um, the time that Moses was about to be born. And when you are reading that book of Exodus that I've given you, what you are going to find out is that Moses was born at a time when the king had made a decree, when the king had given an instruction in the land that any male child that was going to be born to the children of Israel should be killed. Hallelujah. And the Bible says when Moses was born, when his mother looked at him, she saw that the child was handsome. She saw that Moses was good looking and he was a strong baby. And the Bible says that she decided to keep him alive. Hallelujah. And what she did was she created, um, 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 uh, you could say, a structure, an object, right? In which it was waterproof. And when she created this, she took the child Moses, the baby Moses, the infant Moses, and they put him in there. And then she put him in the water and she stood afar. And the Bible says when she did that, Moses had a sister, Miriam. And the sister stood and looked at the brother. And then what happened was um, um, the, the daughter of the king, who was called Pharaoh at the time, came. And when the daughter of Pharaoh came, she saw that and she instructed to say, bring me that. Hallelujah. When she saw Moses, the baby in the water and the sister rushed in and he took the child and he then said to the daughter of Pharaoh that um, uh, um, uh, should we, you know, uh, should I get the mother? And they agreed. Now to cut the long story short, um, Moses, even though number one, his own mother had left him to die. Even number two, even though that he grew up away from the parents, Moses, number three, was unable to speak. Moses had an issue. He was stammering. He could not speak properly. Hallelujah. But even though he had all those challenges, uh, Moses still toughened up. Hallelujah. Moses was still able to walk with the children of Israel in, in the wilderness. Hallelujah. He was still able to pray and to perform miracles under God's instruction. He never based his life on the excuses of how he was born. Now today there are some of us that maybe our parents gave us up when we were born. Maybe our parents left us. Maybe our fathers left us. Maybe they abandoned us. Maybe they gave us up for adoption. Maybe our parents mistreated us when we were younger. Maybe we grew in poverty and we keep repeating the same story. We keep, uh, by repeating, I'm referring to, we keep complaining. So we are basing our life not progressing on things that took place ages ago. We are not toughening up. We need to toughen up, embrace that past and use it to your advantage. Let that past be fuel for you to work harder. Let that past be an objective. Let that past be a reason for you to work harder. Why? Because you are saying, I do not want to go through what I went through before. Toughening up. That's what I mean by toughening up. Don't base your life on a past failure. Rather, use that past failure as a fuel to move you forward. Let it propel you forward. Let it push you forward. Hallelujah. That's toughening up. Let me pray.
Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, I thank you and I bless you, my God. Today, you spoke to me, you spoke to your people on a message toughening up. Now, this may be a tough message for others to hear. It may be a tough message for others to take. It may be a tough message for others to listen to. But according to you, Lord, it is your will and your desire to speak when and how you want. I, as your servant, have only delivered what you had given me, and I praise you, my God. I pray that, God, may you toughen me up in the mighty name of Jesus. May you toughen up everyone who is listening and watching in the mighty name of Jesus. Let them build a strong character, a strong personality. Let their morals change. Let their characters change. Let them, my Father, be people, Lord, who are trustworthy in the mighty name of Jesus. My God, receive the honor and the praise. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen. Now, that's a message that I had to teach to you. A short, brief, but important. I want you again to go back to those scriptures, read those scriptures, meditate on the scriptures, write notes on the scriptures. And if you have questions, I am here as a servant of God. It is I that God has given the message. So believe me, the Holy Spirit is giving an understanding also. So if, if you are struggling maybe to digest it, reach out. I am here to serve you. All right. So ask questions if you have to, whatever it is, and then we can interact and we can help you understand how to toughen up. We can help you how to get there. All right. So that's all I had to say today. And I'm wishing you a beautiful day further. I'm wishing you a lovely afternoon and um, I'm wishing you a beautiful week ahead. Enjoy and God lift you. Shalom.